0: do you have teens headed to college and you have no idea where to start what steps are more important than others or how to graduate debt-free today we're unveiling actionable steps to a smoother college experience that will have your junior and senior less stressed and more confident as they walk towards their new adventure hi my name is stephanie Pletka and i'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood i'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants? And get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. When I headed to college, I can't even remember. It was either me or my parents. We had no clue how to start the process. (laughs) My guidance counselor, she wrote a letter. I don't even remember doing it myself. I had a 3.0 GPA, and the only college I applied to, they wrote back and they said, congratulations, you've been accepted on probation. (laughs) Now they didn't understand that I had charisma. I mean, I was the queen of all things social. Did that not matter? (laughs) My grade in geometry and financial analysis? had nothing to do with my potential. So on today's episode, we are talking with Kara Walker. She graduated from college debt-free and is now on a quest to help other students do the same. With her podcast, Money and Mental Peace, and her upcoming course, The Debt-Free College Blueprint, she's a 20-something Christian entrepreneur amateur snowboarder, and recovering overachiever. Kara enjoys goal setting, budgeting, and living a debt-free lifestyle, and she wants to help you do the same. Kara, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you. I realized that that almost sounds like I'm applying to be homecoming queen or something. And you just like read
0: all of the things I do. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's great to connect. I love that in your bio, it says that you're a recovering overachiever at 20 something. (laughs) The rest of us, we've spent our entire lives trying to recover from this.
1: Well, recovering is in progress. It's not recovered. Notice the difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I totally, this is relatable to everyone. So I have four kids and I have one in college and a senior in high school and then a a middle schooler that just actually received his first letter from college, like college is trying to take all my kids. Mm. And I'm thinking no matter how much we saved since they were little, it never seems like it's enough. So, today I wanted to ask you a little bit about the start. You know, I've gone to some of these um, classes at high school where the college counselor comes in and she's like, Hey, do you guys know what you're doing? And there's like 50 of us moms in there, and we're like, We have no idea. We have no idea where to start, how to look, financial aid, the process, none of it. So, we're hoping today that you would throw some gold nuggets our way and show us where to begin.
1: Sure. Let me first like reaffirm any of the moms out there. You love your kids. You so want them to succeed um, and handle all this well, but you also don't want to be doing like all the work for them and then you're stressed out and then you just want to keep up that good relationship is what I've understood. I'm not a mom, but I've talked to so many people um, on all of this. So I I, grad, I did, as she said, I graduated debt-free, and then um, I decided I didn't really want to work for anyone. So I made a business helping students find scholarships for college. And what I see is I deal with a lot of students, but also a lot of parents interacting. And they really want their kids to succeed, but they just like, it's different from when they went to college, right? And so they, they need relief. They need, like, a break. <laughs> like, someone to guide them uh, through it. But the first thing that I would suggest in such a scenario as the first step is, well, I'm talking from a Christian perspective, right? There's definitely prayer that goes into it if we're talking about uh, guidance in this. But I would also say um, my first suggestion might seem kind of counterintuitive in this day and age, but to not jump into anything too fast. There's time to really develop a mindset on this. I deal with colleges, students, scholarships as my job, and I'm here to tell you college is unnecessary. I didn't say it It's not important and it couldn't benefit. And I am like all for education. I went to college. I love that you want your kids to go to college. But we have to be careful, in my opinion, that it's not to go to college just to go to college just for that sake and not knowing a purpose behind it or a why. So in my thoughts, the first step is really partnering with God and asking for his guidance in this and then also talking to your student and maybe some inner (laughs) um, dialogue with yourself, like college bound, you know, is that that mindset. There's so many other ways to do work um, with their hands, like trade school or other type of things. And I'm not here to dissuade you from sending your kids to college. I'm just throwing out this out there as someone working in this all the time to like give you permission that it's not the end all be all. What's your why for all of this? But we're here for practicality, right? Like actionable steps. So that's not just the vagueness of it. I just did want to throw that out there. So I do want to talk with you guys about sitting down or maybe on a bike ride or in the car, because it's less pressure, talking with your students about careers, about money, about paying for college, future plans you know, really making sure it's not um, just you pointing them in a certain direction because it's what you wished you would have gone in or um, what are their interests? And if they don't know right away, I don't know. Some moms out there might be like, what are you talking about? But like, I'm all for taking your kids, taking some time to work and shadow people to learn what they really want to do. Because here's the thing. I did graduate college debt free. I want to say half to two-thirds of that time, I didn't know exactly what I was going to finalize doing. I just did the next step forward with two things, what I knew and the amount of money I had. What I knew was, oh, all these general classes could go to any college I'm looking for. And I was making sure I wasn't going into debt for it. So then it didn't, if I didn't finish college, it wasn't like some all this stuff to pay back. So the first actionable step I would say is sitting down and discussing careers and money with your student. And like, are they looking to be involved in this? What are your expectations? I heard a story of a mom who her kid had been working all summer and hadn't saved any money for college. She just spent it on fun stuff, but they never had had a conversation about the kid being a part of saving for college. So all of that is to say, is this just the next step that you're thinking? Cause it's what the world does or what is the plan? What are your kids' interests? And there are a lot of advisors at colleges that could talk you through that as well. What do you think about that, Stephanie?
0: You know, I love the mindset part that you started with. You know, because as a parent, we have these in- control issues. As a parent, we have these control issues. We need to put our fake magical powers back into our magician's kit and take a breath because I think to myself, you know, I want my kid to go to this college. I want him to earn a degree in this. And if this doesn't pan out, then, you know, it's just going to mess with like his future and who he meets and connections and his spouse. And I mean, it really just gets out of control. Sometimes we want them to go to a certain college and it be like a legacy and because we've all you know all went to this college and I like what you said about mindset when you were discussing hey just get in a car um, take a ride um, get on a bike and then just kind of chill and be like hey what were you thinking what are you interested in Um, because oftentimes we don't know I mean until my junior year I didn't even know what I wanted to do or be or um major in and i love how you were talking a little bit about internships and maybe shadowing someone having a mentor and being like ooh this is what i like and this is what i dislike and
1: also a mindset of maybe asking your kid what their thoughts are on debt free life or maybe thinking your own thoughts right it's possible to get an education and a successful career without going into student loan debt actually i would say it's encouraged because of how much it sets you up for life i graduated and that year well it was the next year because i graduated in december but that next year i started a business and started investing in my roth ira because i had nobody to pay back like what future are you planning for your kids it's like the marriage you're not planning just for you the wedding you're planning for the marriage so we're not just planning for college you're planning for the life after and in my opinion the best way to launch your kid into life what are they doing after college? And what are the funds they'll be able to handle?
0: Yeah, it's really a gift to be able to financially just be debt free and start new and fresh and maybe invest in a house and and all the things. But I am definitely encouraged on that. I know that I always tell my kids, you know, if you make really good grades, you invest your money when they're working at like Chick-fil-A or wherever they're working and don't spend all your money at 7-Eleven right <laughs> on Slurpees after school But invest your money because it's such a gift. I know my kids here in Arizona, which is totally new to me, have fruit trees. Everyone like in Alabama, we all have a trampoline and in the, <laughs> and in the West people have fruit trees in their backyard. I mean, we're talking grapefruit, lemon, oranges, and somewhere around April, The homeowners associations want you to pick all those trees and uh, because there are roof rats. So that's kind of a problem here. And so my kids were like, oh, we'll just pick trees, you know, like $40 a tree. We'll pick all the trees. It's a lot of work. And let me tell you, the grapefruit thorns on a grapefruit tree or a lemon tree or I mean, you need to set aside money to um take the kids to the emergency room because there's gonna be (laughs) some incidents right and my kids were like oh my gosh after that first season they said we never want to do pick trees again i mean that was crazy it was so much work but i told them i sat them down and i said this is how much college costs if you don't make the grades and you don't find that scholarship money then guess what's going to happen it's like you're going to need to pick like 500 of those trees and they were like whoa wait what (laughs) somebody's paying for college it's either someone else or it's you so pick
1: yep and if they if they pay after on student loans it's still the student paying it's just paying (laughs) even more because of interest but that's a great um example and a way that other moms who are listening could talk to their kids about remember when you didn't like doing that thing well it might happen again, so you better
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: money
0: for college. Oh, I love it. So I've got this junior in high school, and it's easy for the kids to feel stressed over resumes. And, oh, we've got our list. You know, we just want to be an advocate for our kid as a mom. You know, it's like, do you need to join the National Honor Society? Do you need to do more customer service uh, or community service to the point where they feel like they're not even a kid anymore? I'm sure that they feel a lot of pressure like to get this resume done, how can we create a more peaceful mindset?
1: I could take a random student who has some initiative, right? I mean, they're still, they're willing to, to do some work and interaction, you know, but that don't have this crazy long resume or um, the top awards at some honor society or whatever. And I could still get them through college debt free. No problem. Really? With their hard work. But that's in the aspect of through other ways of testing out of classes, getting free classes, transferring. GPA is very important, but it is not the end-all be-all. I would say the majority of scholarships I have found are not GPA specific. But GPA scholarships perhaps could be more easier because when they're transferred or start at a college... If you have a fantastic GPA, they might be like, oh, here, here's some money. Then they don't have to even apply for it. So while it might be easier in some scenarios where the, the schools just see it and give it to them, if your student is willing to like research scholarships or, or come listen to my free info on the podcast, I tell you, tell you ways how, most of the scholarships I find aren't GPA specific. So I think the first step is letting your kid be a kid. Not killing them over GPA and all prereqs and all the volunteer hours. Yes to those. Those are awesome. I'm going to say yes to those. But family time, sleep, healthy uh, mental health, in my opinion, is way more important. And then that is icing on the cake. So if we're talking about actionable steps, though, that's the mindset piece. There are a few actionable steps I do want to reinforce that is important to start with with getting into college if your kid already has all these things to put on their resume that's awesome and also think through what are the random like some people don't even realize just volunteering at their church counts as volunteer hours they think it has to be in the certain society or something so think through what your kid has already done and also getting them into stuff where they want to volunteer or be a part of things that they actually enjoy and they get to see their friends while they do it so you kill two birds with one stone that's my suggestion but if we're talking on getting in college more practical i am going to throw out the fafsa that's the free application for federal student aid even if you're like i we earn too much money we don't qualify for it please, I need you to fill it out. I know it's a bummer, but it's because a lot of these scholarships, these other scholarships, or even just universities to get in still require to look at that. So, sorry, we're going to have to fill that out. So, that is an actionable step. Um, But if we're tying into GPA and honor things, in my opinion, get like I said, get your kids into things that look great on a resume, but that Check off the other boxes. Is it something they're interested in? Is it boosting their personality and mental health? All the things. Because here's the next step. I have a podcast uh, episode where I talk about how I wish I had gotten worse grades in college I have two degrees, and I would honor a student for both. So I am coming from it as a recovering overachiever, like I said. I would have been totally fine if I got worse grades in college and just got more sleep or had a chance to work out or whatever. I still would have graduated debt-free. I still would have – well, I have my own business now, but had a fine job because when I talked with resume people at the school, they're like – Probably only your first job is looking at your GPA. Once you have work and whatever, like you're not even putting that on anymore. So I'm not saying this to not encourage your kids to have good grades. I'm saying this to those who are working really hard at it or who are overachievers like me and telling people to like,
0: Just chill. It's okay. Right? I mean, because this is fleeting. As you get older, there's bills and mortgage. And everybody's, when you're a kid, I mean, my kids are like, hey, dad's not, doesn't have summer break. It's like, no, doesn't it? You know, he has to take off work for, I mean, even though we work for ourselves to go on, you know, spring break. And so, life is fleeting, just enjoy the moments, really soak it all in. I love that. That's great advice. All right, so now we are getting into college, right? So, we filled out FAFSA and hopefully that will bring us some money. Um there's like all kinds of other financial aid, right? You can get Pell grants or Stafford mm-hmm. or What about testing like uh the SAT and ACT? How much sure. weight do we need to put towards that?
1: People aren't going to like this, but not that much weight. I mean, If you're going to get into Harvard, perhaps, and Harvard can be a great school, don't get me wrong, but if it's not in a field that it really matters what you, whatever, studied in, I got, I think I got maybe a little above average, but just like a fine grade on the ACT, and what it did is it got me into my community college um, without having to take like an entrance exam, but that was the only thing it did at all. I could have taken the entrance exam too, I would have been fine, like, My thing is also, it's important, but like, please prioritize your kids' personality, interests, mental health, all the things before it. And again, like I said, (laughs) encourage your, if they're like a D student, like maybe we need to get some tutoring, like, okay, but I'm talking about people who are really concerned on this and overachieving. There's so many other ways. If we're talking testing, SAT, ACT are great. But what about testing out? I tested out of half of my associate's degree through CLEP tests and DSSTs where I studied classes on my own and went and took a test. And if I passed, I got three to six college credits for like a 100 bucks. Since graduating college, I've learned even more things, which is why I talk about it in my podcast where there are some companies like Modern States that will reimburse you. So, like I had said, if some kid didn't have a great GPA or a great SAT, ACT, but could still do a self-starter to a point and do some work, let me take Charlie, whatever, that could be a girl or a boy, and test out of a year or two of their classes for free, head over, get a few more at community college for really... Pay it for, you know, with some scholarships or pay for cash. Maybe they've been working while they were testing out the other classes. Do great. Transfer to a university. Go crazy on scholarships and grants. Get them out fine. Maybe they had a 20 ACT. Maybe they had a 2.8 GPA. It's still totally possible. I'm not saying don't push your kids to be an upstanding B student, but don't push your kids to be an A plus I'm dying I need therapy later, student.
0: (laughs) Where they're recovering, overachiever or whatever, at 23. (laughs) Yep. Oh, I know. I always joke about it with my kids. I'm like, Mom will pay for counseling or college. You choose. Oh, you might need a scholarship for counseling, too. I don't know. It depends on how much you need. But yeah, (laughs) I know, too. You want to make that last year count. You know, we do lots of after dinner walks and and, um, you know, getting in the car and listening to their favorite music, even though maybe it's not mine. Or it's funny how they'll be like, Mom, some band that was you know, from long ago that all of a sudden is hit it big again, like the one hit wonder. And they're like, have you ever heard of them? And it's like, oh, yeah, they've been around like 25 years. And they're like, wait, you know, the words to that song. And then all of a sudden it's not as cool anymore. But it's just really (laughs) invest in that time in their lives because you cannot get that last year back. So I love Mm -hmm. how you create this more of a peaceful mindset because it's easy to get in there and be like, did you get your SATs? We need the tutor for this. Did we get the book? And they're just all over the place. It's like, have you figured out what your major is? And you're thinking, my goodness, at 18, I've got to figure out my entire life and (laughs) and then dorms and who's going to be your roommate. I mean, it can just be overwhelming. And I know that Mm -hmm. I like what you had said about community service it can be in your church it can be really wherever and it be something that just is like when you walk into a room it's like a light bulb it just lights you up you're like oh I love this thing and getting into a mentorship my kids are doing internships all over the place and there they check it off and go I love this part and I hate this part like I love the entrepreneur part of this I don't like the management part of it I don't like sitting in a cube all day I've got kids who their personalities are all over the place. You know, one's just full of charisma and one's a very, he likes to code and not really see people, you know, (laughs) and it's so fun to kind of. That's great. He'll have a successful career still.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And like you said, um, internships, I decided what to finally go into once I took some time off from school, just went part-time and had an internship with the National Park Service. And then I was like, that was a great experience. Plus I got scholarship money from taking a gap year and working at the national park service and then i was like okay i know what i'm gonna study now like give your kid a break he's still figuring it out
0: just like you that is so cool so now i have to know which one which park
1: Oh, it's actually closer to where I live. It's not as well known. It's the River Raisin National Battlefield Park in Michigan. It's very historical. So that's cool. It's a historical park. But I got to write a federal grant. I was still in college and I had the opportunity to write a federal grant proposal. Um, I managed volunteers. I created programs and I funded, got funding for and created a free kayaking program. And then on the weekends, because I led this up, I got to go kayak and get paid for it. So, like, let your kids do some stuff, man. Don't just I just like money and mental peace is the name of my podcast let their let their college journey be full of hopefully good money but also good mental peace.
0: What a great idea! I mean, yeah. you'll be able to look back and you know as we get older, sometimes we don't want to take those risks sometimes with the house and the kids, and life can get heavy and you look back and you're like, look what I did, you know, when I was 23 years old. And when I was 17 years old, like, you're just not scared of anything. You're not scared to fall. You're not scared to fail. You'll try. I was scared. That's (laughs) why
1: I was an overachiever.
0: (laughs) But you did all those things. I mean, my goodness, I'm just so impressed. So that's something that's a gift right there to be able to like you handled management and delegation and, you know, filling out the paperwork and seeing it to the completion. I mean, there is something to be said for that. So in our last minute left, tell us how we can get a hold of you.
1: Thank you. Yes. I guess directing me to the podcast is probably one of the best ways. It's entitled Money and Mental Peace. I help Christian college girls graduate debt-free through scholarships and school hacks, but most of my stuff is applicable to anyone, not just Christian girls. But I love to have some things focused on that. So I throw that out there. And there's so many ways that we can talk about getting your student through college debt-free with their mental health intact. And you actually get to see them when they come home and have a happy relationship and not just talk about money and stress all the time.
0: <laughs> I love it because that's us as moms, we want to build strong relationships with our kids. So when they leave for college, we're not fear that they won't come back, but they mm-hmm. will and even if but they they'll bring call their, you. they'll call us and even if they bring their stinky laundry and all the things, we don't care. We want to feed them and see what their life is like and and really just create and build a legacy. So Thank you so much, Kara. I I just love your podcast. You know, here it is. I mean, mental peace and being debt free. I mean, what more could you want? So until next time, here's to living your best life. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcasts. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.